Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Minnesota-based jazz bassist Chris Bates and saxophonist Nathan Hansen. Together on the same call, they opened up about their long union and their new 2023 album, Weights and Measures. As longtime friends and frequent live collaborators, this duo talks about their set of spontaneous compositions recorded on March 29, 2021 at Christ Lutheran Church on Capitol Hill in St. Paul, Minnesota. We get into all of this and so much more. Dig it. Hey guys, what's up? Hey, not much. Nice. How you doing? I'm good, man. Hey, thank you for taking a minute out today. I appreciate it. And before we dive into weights and measures, I want to kind of get a gauge from you guys about how you survived the last three years as a musician in COVID and how it's kind of changed the way that you do things now or whether as a musician or your outlook on living life. Um, man, that's a good question. One of the things for me is to is to, to stop taking things for granted. I don't know how deeply I took things for granted, but now I'm, I'm holding on to them in a different way. You know, realizing that uh, you know opportunities to play with other musicians in front of people. You know, that's that's like a more precious commodity than uh, than was my normal day-to-day kind of thing before COVID. Yeah, this is Chris. Um, I uh, There's so many facets to this. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't know if I... I can't even really pinpoint how it's different. I just know it's different. I guess I'm looking for quality over quantity. And I'm looking for uh, depth of experience and honesty with the other musicians that I'm playing with. Uh, maybe in a in a level that I, I guess it's sort of related to how what Nathan was saying as far as not taking it for granted. You know, when we gig a lot, and I was gigging a lot, and I still am playing a lot. Coming back. Um, but I don't know. They're just—it's a different thing. Like I feel like I'm choosing what I'm doing more directly instead of just riding whatever wave come my way. Like I'm being more conscious about all of that. A, a big change for me too has just been in venues. Like I can—I can still count on the audience and like the personal connection with. Uh, with the audience, um, but the venue might be like my front yard, or <laughs> like there's there's different things, uh, different places to play have introduced themselves, and and that has changed sort of the relationship with venues, at least for me. So you guys are longtime friends and collaborators, and before we get into weights and measures, you know this was recorded in 2021, obviously during the pandemic. Talk to me a little bit about how you two hooked up and how this friendship and collaboration has grown over the years. Well, Nathan has a really great story. I'll let him tell it about our first meeting. <laughs> we, yeah, I'll just jump right in. So, like, I don't know, more than 30 years ago, I met I met Chris in his parents' kitchen um, because I was playing with his brother who was in high school at that time. Like, I had just moved to Minneapolis, 
and answered an ad, you know, like musicians seeking musicians in the personal ads and was playing with this other guy who, who told me that he met this drummer and we should go play with him. So we did. So on a break, I think I was drinking a glass of water and I met Chris and, um, Man, we we started talking about stuff right. It went deep right away. <laughs> so that was, I think that was probably in 1990, 1991. I'm not exactly sure. Somewhere in there. I personally have a, like a pretty foggy memory of that, but Nathan's description of this session was just kind of jar, brought back a bunch of memories of that time for me and uh yeah apparently the guy who was playing with my brother and nathan was a chapman stick player who has gone on to be no one that we associate with (laughs) and yet myself and my brother and nathan continue to collaborate for all these years so you know (laughs) yeah it was the spark that that uh that set off a whole bunch of other collaborations between me and Chris and also JT. So you guys are collaborators. You guys have been longtime friends. What have been some musical influences that have kind of spurned the way that you two get together and create music? Well, I think some of the things that we talked about in in that kitchen rap session were like things like um, Miles, Pitches Brew, Live Evil era, electric punk free stuff that uh is um you know a big part of our uh whatever some some of what we do <laughs> not yeah. particularly this like, record um i know like we also talked about prime time yeah i know we talked about dave holland and have whether it was that that session or not we talked about dave holland and also the Dave Holland Sam Rivers duet, which in I think indirectly probably influenced this record in some way. Um another thing that both Nathan and I have, although we didn't collaborate with the with these musicians together, we have a lot of experience with a bunch of the French improvisers. Um Denis Collin Francois Cornelou, Hélène Labari, all these different um, people who are associated with the NATO record label run by this guy, Jean Richard. And so we had this, we had this kind of like cross experience, cross cultural experience with a bunch of the same people. Um, Also, Evan Parker was involved in that and some other kind of major what I would consider major free improvising figures. Um, and they, you know, so we had these connections with these people through this festival that was going on here in Minneapolis in the early 2000s called Minnesota Sur Sen. Um, and so we, we kind of had these interesting interactions in that, at that time. And then uh, one of Nathan's other great friends and collaborators and a good friend of mine is this guy Doan Rossler who is a um bass player who studied with Francois Rabat and Rabat 
was coming here some to do these workshops. And so there's this kind of interesting mix between like free improvisation, classical music, and then all basically all the interesting things about, you know, all the major jazz musicians as well. So it's kind of a, it's yeah. kind of like everything is everything. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a big Kansas City connection though too uh, through the uh, through the bass workshop, Twin Cities Bass Camp, and the Kansas City Bass Workshop because the the faculty was kind of the same. Um, like Doan was was teaching in Kansas City, and Rabat was there, and so like Jeff Harshbarger and Johnny Hamill and. Um, uh, Hans and Hans Sturm and yeah, so there was there was like a for a few years there was sort of a Kansas City pipeline <laughs> that was coming between <laughs> here and there. I I played in Kansas City a few times uh, with Matt Otto and uh, Mike Stover and uh, Jeff Harshbarger and yeah, those guys are perennials. So. Talk to me a little bit about this album. It has to feel relieving to have it come out now with the world opening up. You know, it's the pandemic era album when you recorded it. So how does the whole feeling of having this album come out now and come to fruition, how does it feel? Um, man, I, I think it, uh, it feels like the right time. I, we When we recorded it, uh, it, it felt like it had to, we had to, with it for a while before it felt like it was the right time to come out. At least that's my feeling about it. Yeah, I, I mean, the, we took a very slow process of absorbing this music as well. Like, even after we recorded it, we both we we tried to we we tried to do the thing that a lot of musicians do and get right in there and, and mix it and do some, make some choices. And we did a few of those things, but it, it just kind of stalled out. And none of this was, it was just, just, all of it was very organic. So it wasn't like a thing that we were like telling each other, like, yeah, I can't deal with this right now or whatever. It was just more of a natural process of like, you know, we're not, we're not actively trying to make this music work yet. And then we took several months to just sort of let it lay. And then we found ourselves coming back to the music and kind of rediscovering it almost like, well, but Nathan and I have both said before, we don't really recall the direct recording process in a way that we might on a different session like we just we're like wow this sounds great i don't really remember that that happening in this in the (laughs) way that i'm hearing it you know and so it just has this very organic very natural feel to it and it feels very relaxed and open and that is not always the case um i play a lot of what would be considered modern jazz with odd time signatures and structures and all these things that you got to keep track of. And this for me is just such a fresh thing because it is all there's, there's structure and there's content and there's songs and things within this, but it's all, it was all spontaneously 
created. It wasn't uh there was nothing, you know, manufactured or, or conscious about the process. It was just yeah. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways I think in a lot of ways the music just asked us to be patient with it. And so now that it's two years later, uh it feels like it feels like the right time. So let's say you guys come to Kansas City to perform this album and you have to sell it and you have to pitch it in a way where you fill the room. How do you sell a live show putting this album on in Kansas City? I need like two weeks to think about that question. <laughs> All right. We'll give you guys a call back. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the main key there would be having – you know, I mean, we're it's, the story is we're longtime collaborators, and we play from the heart, and we play with sincerity. And you're not going to hear that record. You're going to hear new improvisations that stem from the same energy. If that makes sense, like the you know, because nothing's written down, and we could transcribe some things and try to play some of those themes in a similar way, but uh, we've played like two two shows or three shows since then, um, and we're uh, and we've come up with different stuff each time, so um, I yeah, I don't know I don't know if there's an think, answer to how we, well, uh, I think how we pack a play. <laughs> I think the thing that would be the same uh is that is that we're operating from that um uh you know the trust in the long-term relationship that we have and um trusting that the music is going to show us what direction to go uh like the the listening and response and interactivity um that's the that's the thing that we do and and so that's the thing that the record captured and that's the thing that's a little bit different uh every time we play but uh but the way we arrive there is the same so gentlemen if anyone out there wants to pick up the album find out about live shows anything else pertaining to your world where do they go well they could go to uh, nathan.com or um What's what's your website, Chris? Uh, Doublebait.com. Double bass, but my last name, Bait. Um, I also have, you know, chrisbait.bandcamp.com has a bunch of albums, including a a live uh, quartet record that we did, that Nathan and I did with Tatsuya Nakatani, the percussionist, and a cornet player named Noah Apoven Baldwin. So there's a few, you know, there are a couple little examples of some different collaborations. Um, those are the main places. Yeah, I thought for a minute there you said doubledate.com, and I was thinking that's when the most interesting things happen on Double Date. My my folks actually met on a double date. They fell for each other, <laughs> each other's couple. So that's oh, why I'm oh, here. Nice. I, I, get, I, I get the power of the double date. So, but gentlemen, that's hey, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it worked out pretty good, I think. So, uh, 
So, guys, thank you for taking a minute out. I, I love the Kansas City connection, the, the whole duo chemistry. Good luck with the album and the live shows. I appreciate you guys taking a minute out for me. All right. Well, we appreciate Thanks. it, too. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in St. Paul, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to both Chris and Nathan for their time, energy, and stories. If you want to hear more interviews, visit Neon Jazz Archived Interviews at Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe on YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.